Welcome to Agents of Nothing, an episode-by-episode recap and analysis from the perspectives of a veteran and a new recruit. Now, a quick word from our sponsors. Good morning, Agents of Nothing, and welcome to our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. We are your commanding officers. I'm Mariah. And I'm Caroline. And today we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 17, Turn, Turn, Turn. It's the big one. What a juicy episode. (laughs) So, Mariah, how was your week? My week has been good. Um, Mostly I've just been, like, impatiently waiting for you to watch this particular episode. (laughs) And then um, I've been packing... uh, uh, we're going to visit Aaron's parents in Tulsa over the 4th of July. Nice. Um, and I have been breaking out so badly, oh. and I've been so desperate to clear my skin up before we leave that I've just been, like, covering my face every night in those hydrocolloid pimple patches. <laughs> and, like, every morning, I wake up, and the pimples are a little flatter, but then there's another one sprouting, and I'm like, God damn it! Oh, no. <laughs> These pimple patches are expensive. I can't keep going. <laughs> The other night, I think I used 48 total on my 48? face. 48? Yes, 48 pimple patches. So that's where How my the skin hell is right do now. you have that many pimples? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's insane. I'm 27 years old. <laughs> it's awful. Oh, man. Uh, so, Caroline, how was your week? Um, I Better than 48 pimples in one night, but. <laughs> Um, as of recording this right now, I have three days left at my current job, and then I get to work with puppies all day, every day, so I'm very, very excited. That is so nice. I am so jealous. You'll have to tell me the realities of that job so that I know whether or not I want to get at that job myself. Okay, I'll let you know. I mean, I'm pretty sure quite a lot of it is just going to be, like, cleaning up piss and shit. Yeah, probably. Um, (laughs) but... Yeah, I'm excited. That is so... I'm excited to clean up his shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my God, Caroline. This is a side of you I didn't know about. <laughs> I mean, Listen, like, I'm, I'm just not excited judging. to get out of my head. There's no job. kink shaming here. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, anyway, let's get to it. So, this episode was written by showrunners Jed Whedon and Marissa Tancherowen and directed by Vincent Misiano. I think that's how you pronounce Mm. it. So I've been waiting to talk about this episode pretty much since episode one. So I have a lot of stuff (laughs) to say up front. Um, So obviously this episode ties into the film Captain America the Winter Soldier. It takes place at the same time and it's directly affected by the events of that movie. Okay. Yeah. And I remember so vividly going to see the Winter Soldier in theaters I took this girl I had a crush on on a date that wasn't a date, but I wanted it to be a date. And we, (laughs) I took her to go see it. You know exactly who I'm talking about. I remember it. Send you a picture. (laughs) Because I did. I, I said I bet if I scrolled far back enough on my Instagram, I could find a picture from that night, and I fully did. You did. (laughs) Yeah. Let me send it to you real quick. Let me turn my phone off of Do Not Disturb. I'm gonna, uh, (laughs) I'm gonna post it with the face blocked out to protect the innocent yeah we're still cool i haven't talked to her in a while (laughs) but (laughs) anyways i remember being in the theater watching that movie and like all the shit that went down in it because shit went down in it yeah (laughs) and being like 
holy shit, what does this mean for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? How are they going to handle this on the show? Oh my god. Right. You're so tiny in this picture. You're such a baby. (laughs) With this one. I know, she was so much taller than me. (laughs) She was like... 5'11 or something Jesus. like gorgeous model literally status. a foot you don't taller remember how you. tall she was wow anyway continue sorry i rem- <laughs> <laughs> i remember going home and telling my dad that we had to go and see it together before the next episode came out because like it had context that he absolutely could not yeah. miss like i would not watch this episode with him until we went to go see the winter soldier <laughs> i just have a lot of like very fond memories of this moment in time yeah i bet your dad loved that you were like we have to watch this together <laughs> yeah he really he um he was very supportive of my interests yeah. he he humored me a lot he watched all the harry potter movies with me and uh, he wasn't into that, but he was very into Doctor Who and very into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Aww. Those those I don't think he was faking. Yeah, that's so cool. So beginning with the... I love Juliet meowing in the back. I know, I'm so sorry. She, she's just screaming. <laughs> she's like, I will be heard! <laughs> it's usually Chip. Juliet needs her moment to shine. <laughs> So, beginning with the episode Tahiti, all episodes leading up to the release of Captain America the Winter Soldier and the crossover with that film was marketed as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uprising. We already mentioned that. Mm -hmm. But for the final six episodes, Marvel began the Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. The Art of Level 7 initiative, in which a different image was released each Thursday before a new episode, which, like, showed kind of a first look at a key event from the upcoming episode. Oh, cool. And I, I remember that, too. It was really cool. So the poster for Turn, Turn, Turn was created by Mike Del Mundo, and it depicts a maze. Like, it's the S.H.I.E.L.D. logo, but it's a maze. Mm-hmm. And it has, like, the agents running around and a rat inside. Oh. So it was kind of hinting at S.H.I.E.L.D.'s corruption and a possible traitor. Ah, And so the artist, Mike Del Mundo, said that the idea for the poster was to tell the story of mistrust, confusion, and S.H.I.E.L.D. being compromised without giving away too much. And so including the rat helped to tell that part of the story without spoiling the episode's events. Cool. I think that's a perfect depiction of it. Did you look at the, um... I posted yeah, the I saw image. It. Okay. I saw it. Yeah, it's really, really cool. I'll try to post that as well if I remember. If I don't, tweet at me don't be afraid to yell at me <laughs> oh i shouldn't have given you permission i shouldn't have given the listeners permission to don't yell, yell at me. her don't yell at her tell me nicely if i forget to post something okay <laughs> yeah i'll yell at y'all if you yell at her <laughs> <laughs> be nice to me all right with all of that said who are the characters that we meet if any um so we don't there are no new like named characters just uh, a bunch of dicks so <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Let's get into this. All right, let's go. <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> so, we open on a plane jetting through the sky. Agent Garrett is reading a book in the cockpit and has his feet propped up on the dash, sipping coffee like he's on a late night show. <laughs> he's the type. He is the type. Yep. I loved the use of Don't Fear the Reaper in this scene. Yes. I love a good needle drop over, like, an intense scene, and it almost makes the scene comedic because it's the contrast. Yeah. 
Uh, also, when I went to make sure that I had the name right for this song, I saw that the album that it's from is called Agents of Fortune, which makes me wonder if that song was a purposeful choice. That's cool. Like, how deep do the Easter eggs go? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's funny. I'm so sorry. This song always reminds me of Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I loved that choice. Um, okay. But then... Two fighter jets pull up behind Garrett's plane, and when he tries to call for backup, his headset stops working. And then the jets both shoot missiles at him, which track his movements as he tries to flip and turn out of their way. Garrett manages to maneuver his plane so that the missiles crash into each other, but as the jets fly away, he sees that they have shield logos on them. (gasps) Oh, shit! (laughs) Oh, fuck. Um... So back on the plane, Coulson and Skye still have May at gunpoint. Coulson makes May kick over her weapon to him and asks again where the plane is being rerouted to. May swears that she doesn't know and Fitz scoffs from behind the bla- <laughs> from the and Fitz scoffs from behind the glass. He's like, "The plane just turned around for God's sakes. What do you mean you don't know?" <laughs> May May explains that HQ can override any of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s automated planes and take the people on them wherever HQ decides. She starts to say that she can find out where they're going if she can just go check the control panel, but Fitz is like, no! (laughs) Coulson backs him up. Tensions continue to rise as Coulson asks May why she had an encrypted hardline. And Fitz says, yeah, and why did you try to shoot me when I found out? Which I, we still don't know why. (laughs) I I don't know. Okay, I still don't know why. (laughs) Uh, May finally says that it was a dedicated line straight to Director Fury. The same Director Fury that Coulson has been trying to get in touch with for weeks. And May is not doing a good enough job of regaining my trust at this point. (laughs) I'm really mad at her. (laughs) Sky is disgusted. Coulson is pissed, and honestly, Fitz looks like he's on the verge of tears. Ian does such a great job of portraying Fitz as, like, terrified, upset, betrayed, and frustrated all at the same time. Absolutely. It's incredible. You can see it in his face, every emotion, all at once. Yeah. And especially when he essentially, like, screams at everyone in frustration later on. Yeah. So good. Such a good performance. Honestly, every time Fitz screams, that's yes. <laughs> my favorite part of the episode. <laughs> so May says that she can't say anything else because she was under orders and that Fury can explain when they get to him. And Fitz says, was this an order to shoot me in the bloody head? And like, for real, there's literally gunshots. Like, why? Ah! I mean, supposedly they were icers. So still, she didn't have to shoot him in the head twice. Yeah, <laughs> it was a little excessive, May. We don't talk enough about how how is it possible that the icers just like as a whole just blanket never kill people. Yeah, because there has to be like a delivery component, and that component, if it were shot as a projectile. And, like, in the wrong place, it could very much still kill someone. It seems like it would. How is there never blood? How is there never anyone who, like, accidentally gets 
shot in an artery right. by an icer and dies on accident. Like, <laughs> like you're telling me if they shot somebody in the eye, that person wouldn't go blind? Like, <laughs> does it like automatically turn into liquid as soon as it hits you? I don't. I don't know. I know that like it's it's a fantasy show. Maybe it just goes <laughs> poof and it turns into a gas. Yeah, just as soon as it touches the surface of a skin, just immediately absorbs of a skin. Of a, skin. <laughs> a skin, just one skin, singular. Oh, skin. my my one skin. Let me change into my other one. Oh no, I have a cut on one of my skins. <laughs> okay. Anyway, okay. Um, Where even were we? I found it. <laughs> So Coulson stops Fitz from yelling because, from what May said, that Fury can explain, they're not heading to Fury anymore because the plane turned around. May repeats that she didn't turn the plane around and she would call Fury, but she can't now because Fitz cut the line to him. So then she turns it back around on Fitz, asking why he was in the walls anyway. Fitz tries to brush that off, but Coulson wants an explanation for that as well. Fitz fesses up that he was trying to call Simmons, and when Coulson asks why it needed to be so secret, Fitz blows up, saying they wouldn't need to be so secret if Coulson and Skye weren't being so secret about the drug that saved him, because Simmons is just trying to figure out how it all works! The revelations, like, through this episode, this whole episode, that essentially every person or group on the team were keeping secrets from the rest of the team. Right? Oof. God. Like, all of them weren't telling the truth. Exactly. To at least... Someone. Yeah. So, May's tone changes as she asks who Simmons is talking to. Coulson has Fitz unlock the door, and Skye goes to hack into S.H.I.E.L.D. to see if she can find any communication to tell them where their plane is heading. Coulson asks Fitz again who Simmons is talking to. Because if it isn't someone we trust, she's in serious danger. Oh, It's so tense. Not Simmons. So at the hub, Trip walks in on Simmons, hard at work, alone in the lab. He starts with a little flirting, but as he steps closer and asks what she's working on, Simmons quickly turns off her screen. Trip is a little offended. He's like, wow, your team sure is secretive, even for this organization. I'm like, I, I that was cute, and it was funny, and I love him for, <laughs> for being nosy, but also, like... <laughs> Would he have told any other S.H.I.E.L.D. teams about his missions? Like, I don't think so. Get off her ass. In his defense, I feel like uh, Simmons is very bad at not seeming suspicious. Oh, absolutely. So, like, even if it was like a, oh, this is something private for a mission that you can't know about, the way she just immediately turns off the screen is obvious that she's hiding something, and she doesn't want you to question that she's hiding something. Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> I will defend Trip to the death. <laughs> no, I love Trip. Do not get me wrong. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, <laughs> he knows how this works. <laughs> Simmons closes the door and explains that she is trying to find out why this drug was so heavily yet secretly guarded in the first place, and she just needs a little help. She begs Trip to keep this in between them, so Trip agrees and says that he can help. Since he has a slightly higher security clearance than Simmons, he can sneak the hollow box into the lab for her while Hand has all of the level 8s busy. But before he goes, he adds, But if we get questioned, let me talk. You're a surprisingly bad liar. And it wasn't a surprise to us. (laughs) But Simmons just says, I know, but I'm getting better at it. And to me, she looked so disappointed in herself. (laughs) I mean, you can say that it, she's like getting better at lying. You can say it the way that you wrote it, because I like I'm not. 
I feel like your your fear of confrontation is like you're defending yourself. <laughs> it's you didn't read it wrong just because I read it differently. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. All right, therapist. <laughs> um, how did I? Okay. But Simmons just says, I know, but I'm getting better at it. And her poor face, she looks so disappointed in herself. Oh, that's an interesting read. That's totally different from, like, the way that I interpret it. I'm not saying that you interpreted it wrong, but just I read that look as, like, determination and a little bit of, like, quiet pride. Interesting. Maybe it's a mix of the three. Maybe. We'll ask Elizabeth. Get her on the pod. (laughs) Yeah. But I always, like, I think back on that particular line as like sort of Simmons coming into her own being able to hold her own as an agent yeah um so Sky has finally gotten into the shield communication channels but she can't really get anything from it because every channel has just a blanket signal over it to hide what whatever is being said finally Garrett's voice comes through asking for help from plane 616 He tells Coulson that he has shield drones on his ass and they are not getting along. (laughs) Coulson shoots May with an icer and starts on a plan. Fitz is to rig some weapons and Skye is to decode the signal ASAP. Coulson brings May unconscious into the holding cell with Ward. Ward asks what's going on and Coulson says that May is a sleeper. She's been reporting on them the whole time and Ward is shocked, allegedly. So Fitz is able to override control of the plane's guns, so with a little teamwork from Garrett, Coulson is eventually able to take out both drones. I can't believe you didn't note Coulson's booyah! (laughs) (laughs) That's, like, the best part of the whole episode. (laughs) We can can turn off the TV now. It's good. It's done. It's over. It's done. (laughs) I just felt like that was so... It was so quintessential of his character that I just didn't even, it didn't register to me. I was like, yeah, no, that's what he said. (laughs) Yeah, that's normal dialogue. Yeah. (laughs) So back at HQ, the level eights were all watching this go down. They report to hand that the drones are down and Agent Garrett is alive and docking with S.H.I.E.L.D. 616. Han says that it's fine. They can just kill Agent Garrett along with, listen, Chip... (laughs) Come here. Did you just need to see me? You just needed to know that I was okay. Okay. I love that. He's like, Mom, where'd you go? (laughs) Han says, that's fine. They can just kill Agent Garrett along with everyone else when the plane lands at HQ. Only one agent seems to have an issue with this. Agent Shaw, our friend with the thing up his nose. He brings up that he's having trouble with the idea of killing people that they once called friends. Han reveals that this plan started the second May's encrypted line was cut. Everything changed. Oh, actually, so not to correct you in the middle of, like, your sentence or whatever, but I can see how this would be confusing without context from both the Winter Soldier and, like, the context we get later in the episode, or, like, in the next scene. Oh. (laughs) So it wasn't about May's encrypted line. It was about the encrypted message that had just gone out to activate the Hydra sleeper agents. Oh. And since, obviously, you and I, and probably everyone listening, spoilers for the middle of this episode, we all know that Hand is a red herring. Right. So it's meant to convince you that... Everything changed, and she's now Hydra. Oh, gotcha. So anyways. (laughs) Good to know. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) But 
anyway, so now all of these agents have to prove their loyalty to Hand for some reason. I Listen, can you stop it? <laughs> Does he want to be under there with you? <laughs> no, he was under here and he got out. <laughs> Actually, let me give him some peanut butter real quick. Okay. Sorry. You want some peanut butter, buddy? Where's your calm? This means you're going to shut the fuck up now, right? <laughs> okay, shut up, please. Thank you. Okay, I'm back. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Where was I? But now all these agents have to prove their loyalty to Hand for some reason. So much for loyalty, though, because she says, if you waver, you die. That's not really loyalty, Victoria. That's just fear. <laughs> so Garrett docks and boards Coulson's plane. Skye is like a minute away from cracking the shield codes as she and Coulson fill Garrett in on their theory that the clairvoyant is actually a shield agent. Coulson guesses that Hand might be the clairvoyant. Garrett doesn't want to believe it because he's worked missions with Hand before. And why would she spend so long hiding only to come clean now? But just then, Sky decodes the message and it says, Out of the darkness, into the light. Hydra. And oh fuck, the Nazis are here. Hydra! This is what I've been waiting for. The Hydra reveal. This is the moment I have been waiting for. The Hydra reveal. <laughs> this is one of the two huge reveals in this episode that I've been desperately trying to avoid all season. <laughs> you did so good. I did not see it coming. <laughs> did not see it coming. <laughs> oh, Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that it took a second to click. <laughs> it did. <laughs> oh, anyway. Um, so... <laughs> Fitz asks this question so that the viewer doesn't have to. So Coulson can explain that Hydra was defeated after World War II and S.H.I.E.L.D. was founded in the wake of that victory. But now Hydra is back and has clearly taken over a huge faction of S.H.I.E.L.D. Garrett suggested that they grab some parachutes and get the hell out of the plane before it gets to the hub. But Coulson doesn't even need to look at Fitz's horrified face before he says that they can't. Simmons is at the hub. And then Garrett remembers that Trip is there, too. <laughs> what kind of SO forgets that their agent is in danger? Right? I mean, we know what kind. We know exactly still. what kind. <laughs> A piece of shit. <laughs> so after the team decodes the Hydra signal, Coulson quotes the Hydra oath that's used in the MCU, cut off one head and two more shall take its place. Ooh. And then Agent Garrett is, like, confused, and he's like, wasn't it a limb? That's actually a reference to the comics where Hydra's oath is, and this is a, this is a long one, <laughs> Hail Hydra, immortal Hydra, we shall never be destroyed. Cut off a limb and two more shall take its place. We serve none but the master, as the world shall soon serve us. Hail Hydra. Ew. <laughs> it's kind of a lengthy oath. A little It's bit. not really like as snappy yeah. as, you know. I I like the the callback to the comics though. That was that yeah. was a cool way for them to do it. There's kind of a few of those I think in here. Yeah, I say yeah like I know. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to point them out. <laughs> All right, I'm sure you will. Make no mistake, I will. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Garrett says that they need to let their specialist out of his cage because they're going to need every weapon they can get. Oh, fuck. (laughs) I just realized why. (laughs) Did you also realize uh, what Garrett was able to talk Ward into? Hang, Hang on. You wouldn't believe the things I was able to talk this son of a gun into. Oh, shit! <gasps> no! <laughs> oh, no. I love it clicking. Yeah, no, I totally forgot about that one. I love it clicking. Oh, shit. Man, do you think that every time Garrett said something like that, he was just like, LOL, nobody knows what I'm really talking about? <laughs> it has to be. And I feel like the look Ward gives him after where you said that that can only mean that they fucked. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was probably more of a what the shit dude like right. keep covert <laughs> hello <laughs> do you think they would rather everybody thought they fucked <laughs> <laughs> I don't know maybe <laughs> oh god okay Whew. Moving on. This is going to be a long episode with all the realizations and the foreshadowing (laughs) coming to fruition. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, So Coulson says, so we'll fly in there and face the music, even if it is the Hydra theme song. And that is an excellent line. I really liked it. I liked it a lot. This episode has like so many killer lines. You can really tell that the showrunners wrote it. Absolutely. Because it just like embodies the show in like. In a way that only really they can. Not that they don't have excellent writers on the staff, right. but the showrunners have like a certain grasp over the idea. Since right, they like they have it. the vision of it. Yeah, absolutely. From the second you said that it was written by the showrunners, I was like, oh, that's why. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Back at the hub, some of the level eights announced to hand that Simmons and Trip are both missing, but there is a search underway. Simmons and Tripp are finally getting into the hollow box to call Agent Weaver at the Academy for guidance. But as soon as Weaver gets online, she starts asking rapid-fire questions. Is Simmons still at the hub? Is the hub secure? Is Simmons safe? The Academy is under siege. We don't know how long Hydra's been infiltrating S.H.I.E.L.D., but they are taking control. Simmons is completely shocked, and Weaver tells her that she cannot trust anyone. Literally anyone around her could be Hydra. And fuck Trip is literally standing right next to her. But it's fine. He's fine. He's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Trip locks the door and Simmons is terrified. Trip says that he's trustworthy, but she's the one who brought people back from the dead, which valid. Fair. <laughs> valid of him. Yeah. <laughs> he holds a knife up to her, but then hands it to her and says, If you try to kill me with this, I'll know I can't trust you. <laughs> And, like, the confidence. <laughs> the love I have for Trip, My God. He's he's amazing. Does he... St- I, never mind. I'm not going to ask him anymore. I don't I feel like it's stay. a spoiler. He's he's in season two. Okay. Like, you'll, you'll see more of him. I don't okay, think good. it's a spoiler to say that. I like him a lot. He's great. Back on the plane, May is starting to wake up. Ward is sitting over her and says that Coulson told him she's an informant. And for some reason, he deserves to know that. (laughs) Okay. May's like, would you stop it? (laughs) She says, they just do their jobs and that's all. And Ward should know that. And at this point, I just, I literally just like was feeling in my bones that Ward was a Nazi. I'm not exaggerating. Like, I literally wrote that down. Um, She did. I can testify. Like, 
now. He literally was talking all this game about May being an informant, and then he's literally working for Hydra the whole time. <laughs> and his face when he says, you're good. You were playing us the whole time. Like, he was, it was basically like he was going to start an evil laugh. <laughs> Like, but not better than me. Since obviously you know now, and this won't be a spoiler, this scene pisses me the fuck off. Yes. Because Ward is a fucking hypocrite. And I know that evil people don't care about their hypocrisy, but I'm still going to point it out. Absolutely. Asshole. (laughs) And May is like, I wasn't playing you. I had your backs. But Ward's like, yeah, and you reported on us behind them. Fucking hypocrite. Dickhead. He starts talking about how May kept telling him to keep his emotions in check while she was lying about this, supposedly. But May says that he should have listened because now he's killed a man in cold blood, not to protect them, but to protect her. Which would have been fine if you killed the right guy. And then Ward looks dumbfounded, but I guess he was just dumb. Yeah. (laughs) If we're going by the story that Ward and Garrett set up, killing that dude was not a decision that he made for the good of the team. It was a selfish decision based on his obsession with Sky, at best. Literally. And at worst, it was an elaborate ruse to throw them off the scent. Exactly. Ugh. I hate him. <laughs> I'm so fucking glad that I hated him from the first episode. <laughs> Um, but just then, Coulson barges in and tells May that Fitz fixed the phone line. So if you can make this right, now's the time, because you can't possibly make it worse. <laughs> but Ward can. Yeah. <laughs> Someone could. <laughs> so Coulson escorts May into the cockpit just as the plane is landing in the hub. She says that she has orders not to call with anyone else present, but Coulson points out that at that very moment, HQ is taking out their guns, so she better at least try to get Fury on the line. Ward meets with the rest of the team by the dock entrance, and Garrett fills him in that Hand could be the clairvoyant. (laughs) On the other end of May's phone line, a male voice answers the phone that May doesn't recognize. She says, this is a direct line to Director Fury's personal phone. Where is he? And the unidentified man says, I'm sorry, the old Nick can't come to the phone right now. (laughs) Why? Oh, because he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) And then the guns start firing into the plane and Meg is hit. But it's just her arm, so she's okay. But I'm so tired of people shooting at my favorites. (laughs) Can they stop? As Fitz and Skye are hurrying into the weapons closet... Ward is just, like, chit-chatting with Garrett. <laughs> like, do you think Fury's really dead? Like, could y'all help, please? <laughs> also, I guess, I guess they were, you, were they actually asking that? I think that uh, Garrett pulling Ward aside to inform him that Hand is the clairvoyant was like, this is the new story we're going with, okay? Uh. And then probably Ward was genuinely asking do you think that Fury is actually dead? Like, did we do it? Yeah. Wow. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> it's just like it's so like covert. Yeah. Like you don't you don't realize all the little things. There's so looking many. back in the context. Ugh, it's so good. I told you the show was fucking good. <laughs> I believed you. <laughs> 
Garrett asks if there's anything on the plane that they don't want HQ to get their hands on, and Ward just points at Sky. Puke. <laughs> I don't. What I said. I called him a cheese ball, but I don't. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. There's so much that like I I want to say, and I can't yet. Don't say it. And <laughs> don't I say just. It. It's so much. I hate it. Oh. Oh, I, like, it's so, I literally, okay, so for the listeners, I literally write out our script here while I'm watching the episode so that I I write down every single thing that I notice um, and my thoughts on it. So, but I, (laughs) it's like a stream of consciousness as I'm watching the episode. So now I'm like going back and I'm realizing all of the things that were happening and, you're and like, it's oh, really throwing me off actually what yeah <laughs> like oh that's I don't. that's not what that meant at all that's what i was supposed right. to think at the time but that's not what that was <laughs> <laughs> exactly and i don't like it <laughs> i honestly like i wish that i could go back and watch this episode again with fresh eyes Because let me tell you, it fucking blindsided me at the time. Yeah, I bet. It blindsided us all. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. I mean, like, I knew about the Hydra stuff. I just didn't know who was Hydra. Yeah. You know? Anyway, so uh, Coulson is still yelling at May (laughs) while getting the bullet out of her arm and patching her up. (laughs) Which was so funny. (laughs) I love that. He's he's like, I'm mad at you, but I'm still gonna, I'm gonna dig this bullet out of your arm and I'm not gonna be nice about it. Oh, it hurts you? Well, at least the bullet's out of your arm. You're welcome. You're welcome. Fuck you. <laughs> I hear David in the background. Yeah, he's on a, he's in a meeting in the other room. So, Coulson finally convinces May to spill the beans. Fury knew that Coulson would ask May to join up because if there's one thing people know about Coulson, he loves his friends. So Fury asked May to keep an eye on Coulson. She says that Fury just wanted to be updated on Coulson's physical and mental well-being and to know about any signs of deterioration, which means that May knew about Tahiti and she kept it from him. uh, It's so much. It's so much. God. She tries to defend herself that Fury said it was essential that Coulson didn't know, but Coulson is livid. He says, after everything we've been through together, I gave you a second chance when I assembled this team. But May says that actually she assembled this team. Holy shit. (laughs) May did the assessment to figure out what was needed. And then Fury gave Coulson the parameters for his unit. He needed someone who could repair his body, a technician who could reprogram his brain, and a specialist to help May kill Coulson if it was ever needed. What the fuck? Yeah. And then, ugh. And so then I, that was when I realized why May was so mad that Coulson brought Sky onto the team. Because, like, that was totally a wrench in the plans. Yeah, it's just, like, so much betrayal on so many levels. Yeah. And it's, it's in, it's. Oh, my God. We, oh, I don't want to spoil anything. I don't think that I am. I don't <laughs> think that I am. I'm going to say it anyway. We do get more of an elaboration on that reasoning okay later on good because i needed more i want more you will get more (laughs) every question that you have right now 
there is a season or a storyline that will address it. I promise you. Okay, good. There there are very few loose ends in this show. That is one of the most satisfying things about it. Good. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you worry. Okay, so May tries to explain that she didn't do all of this just because Fury told her to. She really thought that she was helping to protect her friend. It crushed her when he died, so she felt so much responsibility to keep him safe that she would do anything to protect him. She tells Coulson one more time that she has nothing to do with the clairvoyant or with Hydra, and God, I hope she was telling the truth, and now I know that she was, and I'm so glad. (laughs) So Coulson says that he wants to believe her, but she has literally used his trust against him for way too long now that he can't, which is understandable absolutely understandable this is like if not a lifelong friend like a decades-long relationship that just like went up in flames she totally ruined it absolutely i and she had her reasons but she still ruined it right she still made her bed (laughs) yeah yeah so ward comes in to announce that the bullets have stopped thank you ward And May says that they probably want to preserve the plane. Um, The team is preparing for other S.H.I.E.L.D. agents to board the plane to get to them. So Fitz turned off the hydraulics on the cargo ramp so that they would have to pry it open, which buys them just a little bit of time. Coulson wants to make a plan to get them all out with whatever they can carry. Ward brings up all the dangerous potential weapons that they have the specs for on the plane. The 084, not Sky, Clay Jensen's weather machine, the GH-325. None of it is stuff that Hydra should get their hands on. So Sky is working on uploading everything to a hard drive and then wiping the whole plane's database. Simmons is trying to get through to the plane, but the Hydra signal will not let her through. But then some of the level 8 agents burst through the door. Someone runs up and places a bomb on the outside of the plane, and it blows open the cargo ramp. Several armed agents rush onto the plane, but hit a booby trap and get blown to Tahiti themselves. (laughs) A second wave of armed agents come in and spread to every part of the plane. However, our little team has made it out through a hole in the floor. Fitz calls it a mouse hole. It apparently can cut through anything. He designed it a year prior for testing, but it never made it to distribution, apparently. So, the mouse hole device, though not by that name, was used by several characters in The Winter Soldier. And I love that Fitz created it. Like, I know that whether or not the show itself is canon is a controversial topic and I won't get into it. But I love that, at least at that moment in time, it was canon that Leo Fitz created the weapon or the the device that they used in Winter Soldier. Yeah. That's so cool. Isn't it? <laughs> Go Fitz. Go Fitz. He's incredible. He, he is. only gets better. I love him. Okay. Um, Sky hands the hard drive over to Ward. Terrible choice. And she says, this is safer in your hands. Even worse. <laughs> um, and I just want to point out that I wrote <laughs> terrible choice and even worse choice before I knew the ending to this episode. <laughs> I didn't trust Ward then either. (laughs) And then she says, you haven't taught me how to hold up under torture yet. And like, do you want him to? (laughs) Kinky. Right? Coulson pulls up the rear and tells them to split up. And damn, 
but Danny Coulson looks so good in this scene. <laughs> the vest, the rolled up sleeves, get it. <laughs> so Coulson sends Ward and Sky to the nerve center to gain control of the plane back. He also reminds everyone to use icers only because these are just fellow agents under orders. Garrett wants to head straight to Hand, but Coulson reminds him that they need to get Simmons and Trip first. Agent Hand walks into the room where several agents are holding Simmons and Trip, and immediately threatens their lives, which is a great way to start. <laughs> she confirms that Hydra has infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. at the highest level. She says, it only took seven decades, but today is our coming out party. Did she say hour? Or did I just write that? No, she said hour, because it was a test. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, okay. I, I just confused myself. Um, so Hand offers the two of them the choice to either join Hydra forever or die immediately, which is really not much of a choice or much to give their loyalty to, but okay. <laughs> Elizabeth's acting in this scene is so, so good. Like, yes. the tears in her eyes, but, like, they're not falling because, like, I just feel like she's so scared and she wants to cry, but she's holding them back because, like, she doesn't want to show weakness. Yeah. Ugh, it's so much. It was excellent. So Trip manages to capture one of the men pointing a gun at them and says that if they die, one of Hydra's will die too. So Han pauses for a moment and then says, that was the correct answer. <laughs> and then everyone just stands down and they go into strategy mode immediately. <laughs> so Hand is not Hydra, but she thinks Coulson is. And at this, the, I was literally, okay, I was watching this episode last night, and at that point it was literally like 1230, and I was like, I gotta go to sleep. <laughs> this is too much. <laughs> I don't know if you saw me covertly clicking in and out of the dock, like, checking on you. I did. I saw it. Dang it. And where was it? At some point I was literally, like, <laughs> I typed I wrote it into, like, the dialogue, because I was like, and Fitz asks, blah, blah, blah. But I just put, Fitz asks, why is Mariah watching me type? <laughs> I was trying to be as quick as I could. I was, like, popping in and then leaving. <laughs> like, okay, she's still updating. I'm going to go. Okay, she done? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I saw you. I was watching you. Damn it. I'm not a good spy. I was watching you walk me. <laughs> I wasn't reading anything that you were typing. I was just seeing if you were still updating. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, like, the reveal that Hand is not Hydra. Yeah. What's the world record for most red herrings in a single episode? Because I, I, I think they broke it. <laughs> for real. They certainly broke me. <laughs> that was crazy. This is, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> So then the S.H.I.E.L.D. security sees May and Coulson being escorted to them, so they open the door. Garrett hobbles in to trick them. I don't know why he had to, like, limp <laughs> to trick them, but um, then he takes out every single security guy in the room. Fitz jumps on one of the computers immediately to find Simmons. Two of Han's goons inform her that they have searched every inch of the plane and Coulson's team is not in there. She tells them to search the hub. They should capture them if they can, but they can kill if necessary. And fuck. Um, if anyone's going to die this episode, I was willing to sacrifice Ward. So. <laughs> and I still am. <laughs> so Han starts to tell one of her guys that he was right and they should have just blown the plane out of the sky. Simmons can't take it anymore. Han may not be Hydra, but she sure is acting like them. 
Han says Hydra would show no mercy, so we can't either. And like, uh, so what? Evil people are going to be evil, so that means we, the good guys, have to be evil too? Like, that sounds like Joe Biden's entire campaign. No, Biden is more like, "Mm, compromising with the evil people is the best way to be good because evil people are trustworthy, actually. And we're all buddies, so they definitely (laughs) won't do all the evil things they've been promising to do for years. Of course. They won't won't do that because we go golfing sometimes. Yeah, yeah, and they would tell me. Yeah. <laughs> we just gotta hear them out. Right, 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 right. Hear the evil people while they're spewing their evil. How about we all just take a breath and we hear out Hydra and see what they have to say and then maybe we can compromise. <laughs> so Hand goes on to say that Agent Blake was the one who brought these suspicions to her about Colson. Was Blake Hydra? I don't think so. I don't remember. Okay. But I don't think so. Anyway, um, so Blake brought hand the suspicions about Coulson, and then Coulson sent Blake on a mission that nearly killed him. But I feel like if Coulson was really Hydra, then Blake would have actually died on that mission. <laughs> so hand brings up all the times that Coulson disobeyed orders and callbacks to him breaking rules in previous episodes, all of which could be explained if hand would just watch the show. I mean, damn. <laughs> But when Simmons tries to defend Coulson, Hans, Han just says, the lies add up. Are you saying he's never kept a secret from you? Oof! <laughs> Simmons, that's a different secret, and he already explained his thinking to you. It's fine. <laughs> when she lists it all like that, I can definitely see how it looks really bad, though. Yeah, it's definitely. not a good look for Coulson. Absolutely. <laughs> it is not an unfair conclusion to jump yeah, to. definitely. So Ward and Skye hop down out of an air vent into a custodial... <laughs> Ward and Skye hop down out of an air vent into a custodial closet, one hallway down from the nerve center where they're headed. But that hallway is covered with agents talking about how they can shoot to kill. Ward tells Skye to give him her icer. He's going to clear the way for her alone. And Skye's like, there's like a hundred guys out there. And Ward goes, there's 12. (laughs) Skye says, but it's suicide. And Ward like flips his hair and he's like, not if I don't die. Ward. (laughs) Please. But then Ward continues, even if I do, maybe I deserve it. I killed an innocent man. (laughs) The fake, like, sympathy. I it's it's so bad. It's so bad. It's so gross. I have so much to say, but I I will save it for like the official reveal. Okay. <laughs> um so Sky tries to remind him that he apparently didn't know that the guy was innocent. He was allegedly trying to protect people. <laughs> Ward confirms that he really was only trying to protect Sky and I feel a kiss coming. <laughs> and then he says if we make it out of this, maybe we can dra- grab a drink sometime. Ward! <laughs> this is not the time! This is not the time to ask someone out. Like, you're about to die. I wish he did. <laughs> <laughs> and Sky's like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, hang on, hang on. Let me say that differently. Sky's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And Ward says, you offered to talk. I didn't want to then. I wanted to keep things compartmentalized. And Sky goes, oh, like you did with May." We live on the same plane, for God's sakes. (laughs) Ward explains that with May, he knew he wouldn't catch feelings. 
rude. Um, but, but with Sky, he knew he would, and he couldn't risk it. And Sky's like, "I was offering to talk, Ward, not have sex with you." Fucking get him, Sky. Thank you. <laughs> Men, for real. Ward's like, "That's not what I meant, bro. That's exactly what you meant." <laughs> But he wants the chance to actually talk to her, which, like, so, like, when you're about to die, that's when you want friends. <laughs> because if this was genuinely about connecting, y'all literally have had a heart-to-heart in every episode, you horn dog. <laughs> he starts to be like, I know I'm, like, too boring for you or whatever, but Sky stops him and says, yes, she will have a drink with him. And then he literally just, like, stares at her lips but turns to go, so Sky grabs him and they kiss. And it's like a cute little Disney-appropriate peck, but Ward is stunned. And honestly, wouldn't you be if Chloe Bennett kissed you? Yes. Even just a peck. Yes. Like her perfect little face. And then she says something cute, and Ward collects himself. His head is now gigantic, and he tells her to lock the door behind him. And it was... It was a little bit cute at the time. Yeah, I know. I felt the same way at when on first watch. Ugh. But like... That's that's the thing, because it was cute on first watch. Yeah. But I can never watch this episode with the same eyes I did before I knew Not what I know now. Not at all. Like, Ward is so slimy, and these cutesy Skyward seeds are so gross with that context. Yes. I hate like, it. Like, he is lying through his teeth about everything. Every, literally everything. And, like, the, like, manipulation of, like... Like, I don't even, like, the self-deprecation is so manipulative. Yeah. To get her to, like, feel bad enough for him that, that she falls for him, that she falls for his, his shit. Like, oh, he's so sensitive. Yeah. Ugh. He just shot and killed a man the other day. <laughs> he's so kind. Look, he's so mean to himself. That means he'll be kind to me, right? <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Okay. Um, so Ward goes out and single-handedly takes on all 12 guys. And this is the only time that his fighting actually looked kind of cool. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> that's the power of Sky's lips. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't even want to say what I wrote now. I'll, I'll read the stuff that you are too disgusted to, to read that you okay. wrote <laughs> without the context of what she found out. She wrote, could you imagine what would happen when they do more than just a single peck? He would be unstoppable. <laughs> it's so gross. It's... It's... <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. This is a really fun process for me. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I have been waiting. <laughs> Okay, um, so he almost gets taken down, but he sees, I assume, Tripp's pocket knife from earlier on the ground, and somehow being kicked by five guys at once repeatedly doesn't bother him anymore. Uh. Oh my god, wait. I think I might have just realized something. What if Ward's terrible fighting was because he was going easy because he was working with them? Fuck. Oh my god. I, after, after oh, fuck. seven fucking years, I just realized. Damn. So, like, in this scene, like, knowing what we know, 
and knowing that these are shield agents and he knows that these are shield agents he's like you can see it in his face he's going for it yeah like the fucking smirk when he goes to grab the knife yeah and then everything goes quiet holy shit for real oh my god holy shit oh my god God. (laughs) we're having realizations it's all happening folks (laughs) Just constant. <laughs> um, anyway, okay. As you said, it goes quiet. Sky is listening behind the closet door, and she almost screams when Ward bursts back into the room. And, like, didn't he tell her to lock that? <laughs> uh, so she says something clever, and then he's like, let's get down to business and hack this system. And so she opens her backpack and shows him all of her explosives, and she's like, who said anything about hacking? I love that. Genius. She's a genius. <laughs> so in the security room, uh, Coulson, Garrett, May, and Fitz. Oh, I hate the, I hate the scene. <laughs> Come on, get through it. Get through it. Just read it as you wrote it. <laughs> you got this. You got this. In the security room, Coulson, May, Garrett, and Fitz are looking on the monitors for Simmons. May finds Hand outside of one of the situation rooms, but Simmons isn't with her. Garrett says that their best bet to save Simmons is to sneak into the situation rooms from the air ducts and kill Victoria Hand. He He's literally so obsessed with killing her. Yeah. Like, he could not be more obvious in this scene. Right. Like, yeah, duh, they found you out. Fucking dumbass. For real. <laughs> Coulson's like, without questioning? And Garrett says, questioning what? <laughs> And then this is when I said, oh, no, oh, no, it's Garrett, isn't it? (laughs) He says that this is a fight for S.H.I.E.L.D.'s soul, and they are on the front lines. Coulson's like, yeah, it's a fight for S.H.I.E.L.D.'s soul, and we're on the front lines. (laughs) And that soul is supposed to be good, not just murder without any consideration. Garrett brings up all of the horrible things that the clairvoyant has done to his men. May brings up the icers, but Garrett says, you don't put someone like that on ice. He brings up what the clairvoyant did to Skye just for asking questions. What they did to Mike Peterson and to Coulson himself when they tortured him in, quote, the same device that they probably used on that bitch in the flower dress. And then realization floods Coulson's face. As Garrett continues and Fitz tries to assure them that Simmons will be fine, Coulson quietly says, I never mentioned that. Fuck! Coulson remembers that Garrett showed up right after Skye was shot when Quinn said he would lead the clairvoyant right to the cure. And if Garrett is the clairvoyant, that's exactly what he did. Fuck. Garrett starts trying to gaslight Coulson, but he just stops mid-sentence and is like, damn it. (laughs) I am so relieved that I can finally talk about this. At least somewhat. (laughs) Because, I mean, there's still, like, six more episodes left in the season. So, you know, obviously, we're going to get more yeah but like i can at least talk about just the basics right hydra and ward is hydra yes (laughs) (laughs) oh god and that he just like he just gave it up so easily he just was (laughs) yeah he was like okay this isn't working right all right i guess we're done guess we're done with that hydra's revealed anyways so (laughs) might as well all right So then the doors burst open and shield guards filled the room. Coulson tries to tell them to arrest Agent Garrett. He's a traitor and a murderer. But Garrett says, Gentlemen, 
I know Agent Sitwell was in charge of filling your ranks, so at least a few of you should know what to do. And for a second, I thought that was a dig at Sitwell's competence. But then a few of the soldiers in the back shoot and kill their fellow soldiers. And then Garrett says, hail Hydra, and the remaining guards repeat it back. God fucking damn it. This episode is so good. For real. And yeah, like I, Caroline texted me earlier in the day, like, freaking out, as I knew she would. (laughs) And um, in the previous episode... When I shushed Aaron, I don't know if that part is going to make it into the cut, but when I shushed Aaron, I thought that he was going to say something along the lines of, didn't Sitwell turn out to be Hydra? (laughs) That's why I shushed Aaron, and that's why Garrett says that Sitwell filled the ranks. Yeah. Because he didn't recruit S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, he recruited Hydra agents, Hydra sleeper agents. Fucking asshole does he die is he dead is Sitwell dead i don't remember i hope he is um so composer extraordinaire and friend of the podcast bear mccreary come on the pod yes no for real yes no for real (laughs) (laughs) this is this is like kind of a long like i had to split this into parts to talk about the different scenes that this sort of goes along with so it's a long fun fact cool um, so composer Bam McCreary had to make sense of several character themes that he created through the first season. The centipede theme, also known as the clairvoyant theme, it was introduced in the pilot episode to represent centipede and its mysterious leader, right? Ah. With the introduction of John Garrett in Tahiti, McCreary wrote a Garrett theme <laughs> representing his cocky, confident, and militaristic energy. And so, when this episode reveals that Garrett is actually the clairvoyant, McCreary, quote, had a bit of a thematic mess on my hands. The clairvoyant <laughs> theme and the Garrett theme are completely musically dissimilar and are now representing the same person. Complicating matters, up to this point in the episode, every mention of Hydra was being accompanied by quotations of the Big Shield theme because Victoria Hand was the target of Coulson's suspicions. Mm-hmm. From the moment Garrett admits that he is loyal to Hydra, I had to make sense of these themes and redefine the musical rules going forward. Wow. And so he decided to essentially retire the Big Shield theme, which sort of makes sense given that Hydra sort of took it down. He made the centipede slash clairvoyant theme serve as the theme for Hydra. And so Garrett's theme continues to represent that character in scenes only about him. Mm -hmm. Uh, And... McCreary said that Bill Paxton's performance after being revealed as the clairvoyant is even more fun and energetic. So his theme still fits him perfectly. It just shows a different side of his personality. Yeah. Wow. I That must have been so difficult trying to, like, rework all of that. Yeah, he's like, what the fuck? What the <laughs> fuck? A heads up would have been nice, guys! Right! <laughs> <laughs> wow good for him fucking go bear (laughs) he nailed it he nailed it so colson asks if the men in garrett's unit also just asked the wrong questions garrett says that the plan so far has been just to keep the secret so if they got suspicious he had to take them out and wow that's so evil yeah oh my god it's uh jesus (laughs) um so fitz asks if he's gonna kill them 
Garrett says that that wasn't the plan. Quote, if it was, I could have done it any time I wanted. Okay, asshole. <laughs> but Garrett says that he and Coulson go way back, all the way back to learning to be an agent under Fury together. So he wants to recruit Coulson. And Philip, son of Cole, would never join the Nazis. Are you joking? <laughs> Absolutely not. He's too good. And I really hope that I don't regret saying that. <laughs> Coulson says that Fury would bury him for this. And Garrett agrees, but Fury will just have to roll over in his grave. Garrett says that Fury must have uncovered the secret and that the, quote, top brass must have taken him out, which is why they have come out of the shadows. Lots of assumptions here, Garrett. <laughs> that is essentially what happens in The Winter Soldier. He is supposedly taken out by The Winter Soldier. Oh. And so, yeah, that's... His assumptions were correct. <laughs> Coulson asks if Garrett really believes in their crap about spreading death and destruction. And Garrett says that he just jumped on the bandwagon because he wants to be on the winning team, no matter who that team is. Which is fucked. So in this in this scene, Agent Garrett says that he isn't a true believer mm. in Hydra. Stan Lee often referred to Marvel fans as true believers, so Aww. that's probably a reference. That's cute. Excelsior. <laughs> um, so then Garrett says that Coulson should jump ship too. Coulson's like, I would literally rather die than serve Hydra, you sick son of a bitch. And that's the best line. <laughs> You sick son of a bitch. <laughs> Garrett says that Coulson has been serving Hydra this whole time, and it would be a shame to have to kill him, since he considers Coulson a friend. And Coulson's like, oh yeah, that's why you had me fucking tortured. And Garrett's like, I didn't enjoy that. Phil, this is me being honest. And Coulson says, no, John, this is you being a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> I love that fucking line that's the best line in the whole goddamn show <laughs> <laughs> so garrett is going to offer may a chance to join hydra but he knows that she would follow colson to the grave so he turns to fitz and he says you would have a very high rank in our tech division if you decided to join or you can die painfully but either way i'll require your services fitz is strong though with tears streaming down his face, he says, you're going to suffer for what you've done, and I plan on being a big part of that. I'm so proud of him. Again, I can't rave enough about Ian's performance in this episode. Yes. And I love that what you pointed out about Elizabeth Henstridge's performance, because she was like, very clearly had tears in her eyes, but they were not falling. But Fitz, he was letting them go. Like, they were just free. I just love that I love that kind of juxtaposition of them both being in that same emotional state but one of them is is desperately trying to hold oh. hold on, you know, and one of them is like fully letting go. That does super that does super super fit with their individual characters. Yeah. Do you hear that? No. It's the fucking like booming sound systems of the people in Thibodeau. Oh. <laughs> anyway, okay. So Garrett claps fists on the back and then tells his men to have at them. But just as they're about to shoot, a thunderous explosion turns off all the lights. <laughs> Again, do these people not know that they can shoot in the dark? <laughs> 
Like, don't get me wrong. I'm very grateful that they can't, apparently. But, like, they were already aimed this whole time. (laughs) Maybe we're supposed to believe that their weapons are somehow tied to the power. I I don't know. I I feel like that's even weirder. (laughs) (laughs) So Ward and Skye are hiding around a corner, covering their ears. And they're both like, hmm, I thought there'd be more explosions. And then the last one goes off right next to them. That was cute. I like that. (laughs) In the moment, I liked it. (laughs) Back in the security room, Coulson has taken off May's cuffs in the chaos. Coulson and May start taking everyone down while Fitz hides under a table. (laughs) He's so sweet. Sweet baby. Um, And also, like, all of these guys had guns, and yet... (laughs) <laughs> they're all doing like hand-to-hand combat with may <laughs> again i am very grateful <laughs> but what i don't know my best justification for it is like weren't they like automatic weapons i maybe it's hard to to use those in a close range fight maybe i don't know I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> it's always nice to see May fight, though, because she's so fucking good. She is. She takes on all of the guards while Coulson goes after Garrett. One of the guns that no one is using slides across the floor next to Fitz. Then, just as the last guard is holding May at gunpoint, Fitz shoots him three times, and then he drops the gun, horrified. Whew. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. I, I think that, like, Fitz felt the enormity of like what he was about to do and what he had to yeah. do. Like this kid's never killed anyone. Right. Like it, it's it's so much. I think it's so much. It really just like speaks to how how young he is, like how inexperienced he is in the yeah. field. Like it wasn't this plane was like his first uh, yeah, it was their very first field assignment yeah. ever. And, and that they just like has had, been through they so had, much. They were fresh out of the academy right. when Coulson recruited them. Oh, poor sweet baby. So Garrett almost stabs Coulson in the face when Fitz tosses him a, a something. <laughs> and it does something. <laughs> And then Coulson wins. <laughs> the thingy! You know, the thingy. From the second episode. I do not recall. Where they, do the, where they do the thing, and then it goes whoosh, and then everybody falls. Yeah, I don't. I have no memory <laughs> of that. <laughs> well, it did the thing. I trust you. <laughs> anyway, uh, so just then, Hand and her men come barging in. And, like, she couldn't have shown up five minutes sooner. <laughs> fucking useless (laughs) Simmons runs to Fitz immediately and they just like hold each other thank god they needed someone Um, Coulson swears to Han that he is not Hydra Han says we know we heard they had a damn microphone in there but they couldn't fucking help (laughs) like she may not be Hydra but I still fucking hate her they took their sweet time showing up like the fuck like, you literally had a microphone in the room. You were listening to it happening. And you still showed up, like, 30 seconds after they finished. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, they're like, mm, we're going to let them handle that on their own. Right. 
So Coulson asks how deep Hydra goes into S.H.I.E.L.D. And Han can't answer, so it's obviously pretty deep. And then in slow motion, Coulson's team watches as Garrett and his Hydra cronies get arrested and escorted through the halls. As Garrett passes, someone is holding Trip back as he screams what looks like, You rotten hell! I trusted you! Oh, and fuck, that's gotta be just so devastating. Like, I'm sure they grieved their lost unit members together, and Trip was literally searching for their murderer with their fucking murderer the whole time. Like, that, I can't even imagine that kind of betrayal. That's exactly what I was thinking, too. Like, it is unfathomable. It's so cold. Uh, Just pure evil. And then Garrett fucking smirks at him as he passes, too. Like, he is lucky they were holding Trip back. Yeah. God. They shouldn't have held him back. They really shouldn't have. They should have just let him. Jesus. So Trip looks over and he makes eye contact with with Ward, who, along with Skye, is confused as hell. Coulson pulls Ward away and uh, looks like he tells him since... That was Ward's first SO, and Ward doesn't want to believe it. Allegedly. (laughs) Um, So, this is a continuation of the same composition fun fact. So, I'm so sorry. It was so funny how every time you, like, tried to talk, he started whining. (laughs) Chip, what? So, Bear McCreary introduced a brand new melody for this scene. Quote, a simple piece for guitar and rhythm section Mm. while Garrett is being led away. And he said, again, quote, I'm not sure we're going to hear this melody again, so I haven't even bothered to give it a name. But it works so well in this singular moment. It was perfect. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, He's he's such a talented composer. He's so good. God, everything he does is just so spot on. Absolutely. It's incredible. Bear, come on the pod. <laughs> Caroline will ask you all the music questions, and I'll be like, yes. yeah, that was really cool. I like that. <laughs> um, so in the Situation Room, Hand tells Coulson that Captain America did something with something, but nobody knows where he is. Do you know what they were talking about? Because I did not. Um, so... As this conversation is happening, footage of an InSight helicarrier crashing into the Triskelion is shown on, like, the big screen in the Situation Room. And that's essentially what happened in Captain America the Winter Soldier. Um, Hydra, masquerading as S.H.I.E.L.D., is planning to start a project called InSight, where they will send satellites up into the air and... Essentially, on this database and this algorithm of, like, every person on the planet, they will see who is statistically likely to perform acts of terrorism and kill them before it happens. Whoa. So, obviously, Captain America is not fucking happy about that. And it's like, this is not what S.H.I.E.L.D. should stand for. This is not what my Peggy would have wanted. Yeah. Well, she's, she's still alive at that point. This is not what Peggy would have wanted. <laughs> so, you know, he looks into it, and obviously there's the whole Bucky Winter Soldier thing. And then um, he takes down the helicarriers and fights Bucky. And the helicarrier 
like crashes into I believe it's the DC shield okay fortress <laughs> um so the triskelion is down like the helicarrier fully crashed into it so yeah that's like direct footage of what happened to the winter soldier <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh my god, he's being so loud this episode. <laughs> um, anyway. So Han says that they know that Hydra has taken over the East African Shield HQ and the Treehouse. So she is going to the fridge to lock up Garrett and then Plan needs to stay there to keep it secure. Ward comes in and says that he wants to go see Garrett get put behind bars. He trusted Garrett for years, so Ward allegedly wants to see him suffer. And at th- this was the point where I was like, oh my god, I was right. I was right. <laughs> man, this was the point where I was hoping you would be, like, second-guessing yourself. Like, oh, oh no. man, I guess maybe... maybe because I was like, him. why the fuck would he want to go see him? Like, if, doesn't he want to, like, protect Sky more? Like, for him, for him to say, I want to separate from the rest of my group that I trust to go just watch this guy get put behind bars, I was immediately suspicious. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I think, if I remember correctly, I believed him. The The anger and conviction on his face is fairly convincing. <laughs> Maybe. Everybody else fell for it. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> um, anyway, so Han says that she doesn't mind him coming along, so... Coulson stays at the hub to salvage whatever he can. And then they have matching walkie-talkies. It's so cute. <laughs> Han says that they should only communicate using those since they are likely the highest ranking S.H.I.E.L.D. agents alive who aren't Hydra. So they shake hands and Han says to keep in touch. Coulson says, I guess you can call me Phil. And Han's like, that's nice. You can call me Agent Hand. <laughs> <laughs> So then Coulson watches as Hand and Ward leave with Garrett and Hand's guards. So then what's left of the bus kids start making plans to repair their bus. May is surprised and relieved that Coulson still wants her on the plane with them. And Coulson says simply, you're not a friend, but I do believe you're an ally and we need all the allies we can get. And so the only plan for what's next is to survive. God, That was a heavy scene. Yeah, I know that, like, she, I don't know if deserves it is the right word, but, like, the betrayal and the, like, to say to someone who used to be, like, your closest friend and confidant in the world that, like, you are not my friend, but you are useful, and so I will keep you around. Like, that is so, like, heavy. I don't know. Absolutely. <sighs> Yikes. Yikes indeed. So, then on Han's plane, things are quiet. <laughs> the look on your face right now. I wish you guys could see it. <laughs> Han begins to taunt Garrett, saying that the fridge is too good for him, and maybe they should put him further underground, like six feet under. She asks Ward if he'd want to shoot the correct clairvoyant this time. 
So Ward silently stands up and loads his gun. And then he shoots both the guards next to Garrett and then hand herself. And I fucking knew he was a villain. I knew it. He's been so suspicious the whole goddamn time. I knew it. I was so vindicated. I have been trying so hard from day one to not spoil this you did specifically. It. You had me defending Ward just to throw you off track. That was so hard for me to do. You have no idea. That man sickens me to my core. I don't think I have ever hated a character as much as I hate Ward. Well, I'm so glad that I hated him anyway for, like, very (laughs) innocuous reasons. (laughs) Oh. Oh, man. And Brett Dalton did so good. So good. God. Like. He's so slimy. Oh, it's so, oh my god. Like, I have He can so be so slimy. Say. I'm sure he's very nice in real life. Yeah, he seems like a very sweet man. <laughs> Brett, come on the show. <laughs> come on the pod. <laughs> Let us hate you. <laughs> no, like, I do have so much to say about Ward that, like, I can't yet. And it it's just, it's such an interesting twist. And it is so again satisfying like that's really the only word i can use to accurately represent this show it is really good and it is satisfying good (laughs) (sighs) so um jed whedon explained that from the start the writers knew that the hydra twist would need to have like a personal price to it either with a death or someone turning Mm. Supervising producer Brent Fletcher felt that it would have been disingenuous if a member of Coulson's team didn't turn out to be Hydra. And he added that there was a greater impact revealing it in this episode as opposed to, like, in the finale, which I totally agree with. Yeah, definitely. You don't even know what's coming. I don't. How are you? But I felt like it was very good (laughs) to reveal it in this episode. (laughs) Because now you know. Because now I know. (laughs) Also, I don't remember where I heard this, but I'm fairly certain it's true because I've heard it from multiple different sources. Mm -hmm. So I think ABC or something didn't like the idea of Ward being the double agent for whatever reason, and they wanted it to be Simmons. Oh. I have literally no idea why. Uh? (laughs) No. (laughs) That would make no sense. I think it was because they felt that Ward would have been too obvious. I mean... But, like, yeah... Ward is a dick and, like, has a stick up his ass, but it's still, like, a big leap from why people hated him. Right. I, that would have been, Simmons would have been a terrible choice as. Yeah, like, they, they thought that it would be, like, a more surprising choice. And (laughs) essentially, like, everyone on the team was like, yeah, it would be a surprising choice because it would make no fucking sense. Yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Ward is literally Ward was the only option, really. The best one too, like yeah. certainly. Anybody else would it would have been it wouldn't have made any sense. No. And especially like the more details that you get. Yeah. Yeah. Just just you wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Okay. Um So then Ward even shoots into hand a couple extra times after she falls, just to prove how evil he is. 
Then Garrett smiles at him, and Ward just silently nods back. The completely blank look on Ward's face as he's doing it is so fucking chilling. Yes. Yes, exactly. No emotion whatsoever. Not satisfaction. Not glee. Not anger. It just... Just Completely neutral. Like, this is just what I do. This is just what I'm doing today. Yeah. Yeah, like, this is just another part of the plan. (laughs) It's, like, as natural as breathing. Just... That's it. Yeah. Oh, God. It's insane. (laughs) Um, So, for this scene, composer Bam McCreary won again. Obviously. He, uh, He used only, quote, deep, horrifying synth tones because he and the producers didn't want to clutter the scenes with themes, melodies, or emotions. They just wanted to emphasize the pure shock and leave the audience feeling dazed at this unexpected turn. It fucking worked. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I remember watching this for the first time and being like, like, I, I didn't, I couldn't even have the reaction of like, oh my god, what the fuck? It was just like, my jaw Silent, was yeah. on the floor, and I, me and my dad both, we were like, what, what just happened? Did that, what does that mean? What, <laughs> what, what just, oh my god, does that mean, What? Oh my god. Oh, yeah. I have goosebumps, like, (laughs) and it is sweltering hot in this closet. So then afterwards, the Hydra logo shows up instead of the shield one, and I thought that was such a good touch, because, like... It really is. Like, the whole episode was about shield falling and being taken over by Hydra. It was just, that was so perfect. It's so good. I love that. Oh, so then after that... (laughs) We get the post content content. I can't I can't take any more content today. <laughs> but it's okay, it's just a small one. We just get a slow zoom on Ward's blood spattered face as he's looking down. Garrett is babbling in the background about other people who trusted him that he betrayed and killed. And his voice fades out into white noise, and then Ward looks up and the end. And I d di- like what the fuck was that supposed to be? Like, was that Ward second guessing his actions? I don't think it was, but like, also, I don't care. What? <laughs> that, my dear, was supposed to be a cliffhanger. I think the full intention was for you to be like, what does that mean? What, what does this, what just happened? I feel like we already had a cliffhanger. What is he doing? Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, my God. I think that that final look straight into the camera was completely up to your interpretation. Oh, okay. Because to me, I feel like even at the time, it was almost like a jump scare. Yeah. Like, he's just looking at me with that evil look in his eye. Mm-hmm. And, ugh, it's incredible. It's incredible. So good. <sighs> so good. So... The executive producers and writers didn't tell Brett Dalton that Ward was going to be Hydra until they were shooting Yes Men. So Gramsci was supposed to be an innocent thing? (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Ew. And so Brett said, quote, I just sat there with my jaw open for the next 20 minutes, and they just did all of the talking because I couldn't say anything. It was a huge turn. I didn't see any of that coming, so I was shocked for about the next day. Then it sank in, and I started to think, wow, what a cool opportunity. Because the ward I thought I was going to be playing for the next few seasons, the whole thing just changed. I think it fulfilled a promise of his past. We got from the very beginning when he's talking to Coulson about how he has a troubled past and the whole revelation that he doesn't play well with others. We get bits and pieces of this troubled past. This delivers on it in an interesting way that nobody sees coming. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So your overall thoughts. My main one was I fucking knew it. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. I knew he was a villain. I really, like, I want someone to go back and count how many times I called Ward a villain. (laughs) Because I can't believe that I was right. I literally, I thought I was hating him for normal reasons. (laughs) (laughs) like and please tell me he doesn't get any kind of redemption arc because i don't want to see any bullshit about redeeming a nazi (laughs) i won't tell you that but i will tell you this so a lot of fans responded to brett dalton very badly after this reveal y'all i know i don't have to say this to well i hope i don't have to say this to our audience but i'm gonna say it anyway do not send hate to the actor when their character does bad things yeah for real this is fiction it's their job those are people (laughs) get a grip (laughs) however speaking of people who need to get a grip There was a large fan base on social media called Ward's Warriors who openly supported the character and a potential redemption arc for him. And they often trended hashtags like Stand with Ward during episodes. Ew, uh, he's a Nazi. (laughs) Stop it. Get some help. That's disgusting. Support the actor, not the character. (laughs) No, for real. Like, both ends of the spectrum need to get a fucking grip. (laughs) For real. Holy shit. I have so much to say, and, like, especially in season two, I can almost definitely pull up some tweets that I, like, I just... Oof! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the executive producer, Jeffrey Bell, said, quote, If you look at a 22-episode season as a movie, we're in the third act of the movie, And from here on, it's just full-on action and urgency and momentum. And sometimes it takes a while to set everything up, but we think we're going to bring all those dominoes together really nicely for here through episode 22. Oh my god. I don't know if I can handle it. (laughs) It's so good. Y'all, I feel like this has been said before. I'm going to say it again. TV was better when we had 22-episode seasons. Uh, yeah, I agree. Okay, so that concludes our episode on season one, episode 17, Turn, Turn, Turn. This was so fun. It was. How long have we been recording? Literally two hours. (laughs) If you want to keep up with us, you can follow us on TikTok at Agents of Nothing Podcast. On Twitter at Agent Nothing Pod. You can go to anchor.fm slash Agents of Nothing and send us a voice message with your thoughts. You can also donate to us on Anchor if you would like to. No pressure, but we would love that from you. You can also email us at agentsofnothingpodcast at gmail.com. 
and we absolutely are going to have a fan email episode between seasons one and two. Yay! Do we have enough emails for that? You haven't told me about any of them. We, we do. We have like five, I think, five total, oh my at God. least since the last time that I checked. Um, so our personals, you can find me, Mariah, on Twitter at FullSwampWitch underscore, on TikTok at Submarine Warfare, and on Instagram at Submarine Warfare. And you can find me, Caroline, on Twitter at RustyPage95, on Instagram at underscore RustyPage, or on TikTok at CrazyGinger995. Next week, we will be covering Season 1, Episode 18, Providence. So stay tuned for that. I have already watched ahead because I couldn't help myself. <laughs> I have not. Okay, bye. Bye. I love you. <laughs>